it's Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, my NBA podcast where I talk to friends of mine living around the country about all things hoops. We do some NBA-related deep dives, some drafts, some news and notes from around the league. Thanks for tuning in. If you're new to the show, you can tweet at me, on the line underscore pod. Uh, if you have a question, you want to just drop me a line, feel free to email me at onthelinepod at gmail.com. Check out previous episodes on our website. That's onthelinepodcast.com. Hop into a, a deep dive. Check out a draft we've done. It's all up there. There's some really fun uh, episodes if you haven't heard them all. Last, if you could rate, review, subscribe to the show on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. I greatly appreciate it. All right. Welcome back. Happy Monday. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're staying warm if you're in the Midwest or the Northeast. God, I hope you guys are managing to stay warm. Frank, uh, my dog, and I have been uh, holed up inside of our apartment uh, next to a space heater. And uh, God, it is really it is really nasty in this part of the country. Um, needless to say, I am doing much better uh, in, the, in the wake of the Porzingis trade. If you heard the emergency pod that we put out on Friday, I was uh, in pretty rough shape, but... Happy to report that uh, you know I'm 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 turning the corner here a little bit, feeling a little bit better. So um, uh, on the, on the show today, we uh, Ben Craw and I are going to be doing a draft of greatest all time NBA slam dunk contest dunks uh, with the NBA All Star Game here right around the corner. These the slam dunk contest around the corner. We thought it would be fun to have a conversation, trip down memory lane a bit about. Uh, about the greatest all-time slam dunk contest performances. So, uh, without further ado, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only, the incomparable Ben Croft. All right, Ben Croft's on the line. Um, we are back after our emotional catharsis discussing Kristaps Porzingis last yeah. week. Uh, yep. It's a new day. It's a new I week. Hope, I hope everyone PC. enjoyed uh, enjoyed us uh, working through some... <laughs> Therapy. Some, some emotional therapy there. Um, um, yeah, that well, was fun for all of us, I'm sure, to listen to. Um, the So this is Monday morning when this comes out. So that means last night was the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm sure it was a very fun competitive game between Con- those Rams and those Congratulations Pats. Congratulations to the winner of the Super Bowl. God, what a game. And what a game it was. Such what, a great game. I mean, just both teams going back and forth, giving it their best effort. Excitement. And, uh, every minute of it. We should, uh, BC, we really should congratulate the halftime show uh, uh, a friend of so, one of our previous uh, draft topics, J.J. You know, Reddick's best a, friend. Adam a lot Levine. of people would say that Tom Brady was the rock star of the Super Bowl. Sure. Um, I would I would take issue with that. I would say that the true star, in yeah. fact, the real winner of the uh-huh. Super Bowl was Adam Levine. Adam Levine. Yeah. yeah. Good friend of JJ Reddix. Um, I mean, JJ may... wins sort of, you know, by association. Of course. I mean, it's a win for JJ. It's a win for the, the, the pod. It's yep. it's a win for everybody. If you it's missed a, our JJ Reddix. It's a win for tattoo sleeves. It's a win for, <laughs> for rock stars everywhere. It's a, it's a win for Cabo, for the Hamptons. For David for wine, Solomon. For watches, for, for investment banking, for Goldman Sachs. Yeah, big win for Goldman. Um, so, so yes, if you missed our JJ Reddick draft, uh, hop back a few episodes. We, uh, Ben and I draft our favorite things about JJ Reddick. Um, but this week, Ben, we are going to be drafting a a topic very near and dear to our hearts. And that is, uh, slam dunk contest dunks. So So, the NBA slam dunk contest is right around the corner. That's right. And we found that it would be a perfect opportunity to, uh, to do a draft that honestly, I've been thinking about pretty much since the start of this podcast, Jesus. like meaning a year ago, I was okay. like, 
Well, I guess ever since we decided we were going to do this whole like draft, uh, you know, concept, I was like, yep. okay, yep. this is going to be a draft. Sure. And uh, yeah, I've pretty much been preparing for it ever since then. So I Fantastic. could not be more excited uh, that today is finally the day. Well, um, let's hop into it. Uh, BC, you have the first overall uh, that is correct. draft pick. Yep. Um, I had the first pick in the JJ draft, uh, which we, of course, traded. Uh, it was a draft day trade. So you sent the first overall JJ to me in exchange for the first overall dunk. Yeah. So uh, without further ado, BC, you are on the clock. Round one, uh, pick number one overall. Go ahead. <sighs> wow. Um I couldn't be more happy to announce uh, after my very strategic decision to trade to acquire this number one draft pick. Um, uh, I will go with my over top overall selection. Number one is the year 2000, the first dunk contest in two years. Vince Carter came out, and on his very first dunk in the very first round of that contest, his very first attempt. The reverse 360-degree windmill dunk. It's the best dunk Mm -hmm. in any slam dunk contest in history, hands down, by far. Number one overall on my board. There's no question. When I made the trade, I was like, I need to make this trade so that I get to draft this dunk first overall. And now I'm doing it, and it could not feel any better. This guy is making everybody move back, and he's going to take off on the free throw line of the beginning, and I'll just lose it right here. (laughs) I'll lose it right now, Danny. And here is Vince Carter with his first stop. <laughs> Let's go home. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. I mean, oh my God. I could, go we could home. talk this entire draft uh, about, about this, like, not even like the, this one dunk contest, but even just this one dunk. This one dunk. Um, there's just so much to it. There's so much backstory. I yes. mean, so... Uh, to quickly recap, I don't want to get into like a whole history lesson here, but the okay. dunk contest had been gradually dying throughout the 90s, um, following you know the exploits of uh, of Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins. The dunk contest uh, was failing to attract major stars um, from the league. People were believing that every dunk that was humanly possible had been done. Um, Brent Berry uh, won the dunk contest in 1996 right. wearing his warm-up jacket. Uh, Kobe Bryant won the dunk contest in the following year, 97, with like a pretty mediocre between the legs dunk. Um, and then in 1998, the league decided, since the dunk contest is just not that fun anymore, Didn't have to, any juice. To, yeah. sus- to suspend it entirely. So there was no dunk contest at all in the year 1998. Um, which broke my little 15-year-old heart at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the following season, of course, there was the lockout. So because of the shortened season, there was no All-Star weekend at all. So the dunk contest was effectively dead. Um, it was maybe never never coming back. Like, they just didn't really know what to do with it. Um, they had that, like, weird, like, uh, um, like two-point shooting oh, contest right. or two-person shooting two contest ball. or two-ball. Two ball. Yeah. yeah, with the NBA and the WNBA teaming up. Yes. Um, which, uh, you know, was, was fine, I guess, but um, certainly didn't quite have the, uh, the excitement of uh, Dr. J running from the foul line. Um, so anyway, in the year 2000, they decided to resuscitate the dunk contest, um, and they knew that they couldn't do it, do it without some serious star power, so they were able to convince um, a very young, uh, then in his second season, Vince Carter, to participate 
um, and along with some other major stars like Steve Francis, um, Vince Carter's rookie teammate and cousin Tracy McGrady. Um, so it was like the, like not only like was so all right wow i'm getting ahead of myself here there's so much to talk about go for it so not only was vince carter like the most exciting dunker um i mean since jordan um and the most just electric incredible like spectacle to watch in person um but it was also like the stakes could not have been higher like if this wasn't a good dunk contest like they might just say like okay well that was a dumb idea we'll just never do it ever again no more dunk contests Yeah. yeah Like, the weight of the entire history and future of the dunk contest was, like, riding on this guy's shoulders. Um, The arena was just, like, completely abuzz. The anticipation, everyone was like, what is he going to do? We've all seen him dunk in games, but we don't know, you know, what's possible. Like, is he just going to come out and do, like, whatever, some dunks that we've seen before? So, Vince Carter, like it just couldn't have been like a more perfect stage and setup and backstory. And then he came out and on his very first dunk on his very first attempt. So a little bit more backstory. So Vince had had planned this like routine um, and he had his kind of like different dunks mapped out. And at the last minute, I don't know if you, if you read this in your research, he totally scrapped his game plan stuff. Yeah. He said, you know, his first dunk was actually um, going to be uh, as the way he initially planned it. He was going to do the the dunk that he ended up doing second, which was that like uh, from the, you know, behind the backboard out of bounds um, Mm -hmm. windmill dunk, Mm -hmm. which is a pretty sick dunk in its own right. But he was going to do that first. But then he realized like once he actually stepped foot onto the uh, onto the court and like felt the buzz and the and the energy in the arena, he was like, nah, I need to come out with my absolute best stuff. And this was a dunk that he, he had said that he had performed or he had he had attempted like two or three times before. Um, but it like never really gotten quite right. Like it was just like so physically difficult, um, that even Vince Carter, the greatest dunker of all time, like couldn't quite nail it perfectly. So he was like a little uncertain, which is why he initially didn't plan to do it first. But when he came out and felt the buzz in the arena, he was like, fuck it, I'm going for it. In fact, I'm going to read a little bit from, um, an oral history that ESPN did. Yep. Um, so uh, this is from 2014. Um, they did this awesome oral history of the 2000 uh, slam dunk contest, which I encourage everyone to read. Um, but um, I'm reading here, quote, Carter took to the court for his first dunk that night with no true plan. The slam he had prepared to open with, he instead decided to use second in his routine. For his debut, he thought back to a dunk he had done only two or three times before in his life. It was a risk. He had barely completed the slam when he practiced it. Vince Carter, quote, I just remembered they called my name. I was a little nervous. And as I got the ball, I'm thinking, final decision, yay or nay. And I look around, and I could just feel the energy in the building off of just the anticipation. And I was just like, yeah, let's go for it. (laughs) As I took that first dribble, and if you watch it on the second dribble, I smacked the ball real hard. And that's when I felt like I powered up, you know, like Mario Brothers. And I just felt like I gained two, three inches when I jumped. When I took off and turned around, the rim was right there at eye level. So, I mean, obviously, I'm sure anyone listening to this doesn't need me to describe the dunk. We've all seen it a million fucking times, but it is just one of the most incredible, like, physics-defying dunks I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that's why I'm picking it number one, obviously. Yep. But, yeah, he goes against the grain in a way that makes it seem, like, 
physically awkward like if you like accidentally like shot a jumper off of your wrong hand like jumping off the wrong foot like it would be a mistake like it would like not feel right and it would look ridiculous and wrong right and yet somehow the way that he did it it's it's almost like it looked like that's like the way a fucking 360 is like supposed to go because he has so much power and force and the way he jumps and likes and like slams it like it's not just like like balletic it's also like violent like yeah. it's extremely extremely powerful and it's just like it's insane it doesn't make any sense how his body is able to like generate that amount of power going the wrong it's like a like an optical illusion you're like wait 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 60 degree turn spinning the wrong way so it was right. the unnatural direction for a right-handed person throwing down a dunk correct and he almost kind of like corkscrews like if if yeah. you if you look if you like watch the dunk in slow motion, you can see like when he plants, you're like, wait, wait, wait. He's going in the opposite direction of like the what he should be doing. He's making this a zillion times harder on himself. Yeah. And it's just it's like, wow, that's why we revere this sort of thing. It's like, holy shit, he didn't have to do that. He just took it to like ten different levels. Yeah. I mean, it's the dunk that you know, when the dunk contest was dying, like I said earlier, it was because people assumed that every dunk had been done. That, like, you know, we'd been doing this for, like, you know, 15 years now or whatever, 14 years since 1984. Um, and there was, like, the free throw line dunk. There was the 360. There was the windmill. There was the, you know, bounce it up and catch it. and dunk. It was, like, the same dunks over and over again, which is why they were just, like, ah, whatever. Like, this is, this is never going to evolve. It's never going to change. We've seen it all. And then... Vince Carter came out and did a dunk that had never been done before yep. on his very first dunk. And it was just like breathtaking, like perfect the entire 50. Yep. perfect 50, the entire arena explodes. Kenny Smith does his uh, famous, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we it's can, over. you know, call, uh, you know, whatever we can go home. He actually didn't say it's over until oh, right, uh, Vince's right. third dunk, which we'll probably that's get right, to. Right. Um, but, you know, immediately he this said, let's the, go, let's, let's go, go home. home. Let's go let's home. Go home. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just an incredible dunk. I mean, Vince is, he's yelling to the arena roof before he even touches the ground. Mm-hmm. As, he, as he slams it through the hoop, he's already screaming. screaming to the top of the arena. When he lands, his body bounces back up off the floor like two yeah. times. Yeah. Like there's like so much energy Springs. in his body that it has to like dissipate after yep. that like initial explosion that yep. he keeps bouncing after he lands. Um, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's, it's incredible that he, that he chose it as his first dunk, the gall, the fucking like chutzpah to -hmm. come out and be like, I'm just going to like, like set the tone. I'm not going to save this for my last dunk. I'm not going to like ease into this. No, I'm going to fucking end it right here, right now and show people like, that this is like a historic moment. I also like, love right that now. he he changed it up on the fly. Like, of yeah. course, of course, like he would have the audacity to be like, "Let me feel the room, and then I'll make up my mind." It's like that is so bananas because I feel like today, like nowadays, everything would be so micromanaged and controlled. Totally. And like he was like, "Eh, let me feel out like how this room feels." He right just now. reacted organically off. He just fed off the energy of the arena. Yeah. I just love it. It's so it's so awesome, and it literally like that single dunk like made the dunk contest like a a thing to watch again. No doubt, and you know like one of my metrics for judging these dunks, like looking back on them, was how 
like the kind of reactions it elicited from oh, yeah. people oh, watching yeah. it, the commentators, the crowd. And one of the most awesome things is like you see like when he slams down that windmill with like such ferocity and anger, guys like Shaq, KG, uh-huh. Jason Kidd, they're all in the audience holding their giant ass camcorders. Just fucking and losing it. These guys are like falling out of their seats, yeah. right? They are just like, they lose it. They yeah. lose it. And you're yeah. like, Oh shit! If that's how those guys are reacting, then I really know that this is like a human. Like this is like a feat that we've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. The announcers, the judges, you know, these people who had, who had been watching this shit go down for years and years and seen everything, they were like, "Holy shit! This is something completely new." Yep. Um, and yeah, it literally. I, I would argue it's it's not only the the best um, dunk just aesthetically. Um, uh, visually pleasing and impressive. It's also like maybe the best dunk like historically. Like like I like I just laid out. Like it's it's so significant. Like everything yep. about it. Um, and it and it just like inspired it. it. Like it's almost like a dunk contest. Like could have gone like, down two paths. One of which was just like kind of fizzling out, and one of which was like Vince Carter opening this door and making like all the awesome dunk contests that came after him. You know, which we'll get to, Jason Richardson and Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Like, those guys would not be possible without Vince Carter and that first dunk. That's right. Um, all right. For my first overall pick, I love that. So, this is uh, round one, pick number two overall. Um, hey, while we're here, uh, I might get some criticism for this, but I'm going to do it. My second, my first overall pick, uh, pick number two overall is. Vince Carter going yes. between the legs <laughs> off a bounce pass with the roundhouse dunk and then point to the sky. Yes. Oh, it's over! Yes. It's over. It's over. It's over. <laughs> right? So, um, I mean, God, where, where to begin with this? Oh, I my will, God. I will actually kind of pick up where you left off, which is the oral history, which I cannot recommend enough if, if anyone out there is uh, interested in this um, in, in this 2000 dunk contest. But so Carter says, um, you know, they didn't tell us about uh, that you could partner with someone. They didn't tell us about the partner thing. So we didn't practice anything at all. Right. And I didn't know. So I was like, what the heck could I do? I had saw in a magazine, and this is about the, the time of the strength shoe that that, that that had come out, and there was this picture of a guy in the air, and he had his hands between his legs jumping up in the air. And so I said to myself, okay, I'm going to try that. So I said to Tracy McGrady, his cousin, mm-hmm. so I said to Tracy, just stand there and bounce it and get the hell out of the way. And he's like, what are you going to do? And I said, just bounce it and back up. And, I mean, it, this... This dunk is just it's 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 inspiring man like it just it just it it makes you like remember that supernatural things are possible I mean yeah like Vince Carter catches a bounce pass from Tracy McGrady uh goes between the legs with a ferocious roundhouse dunk and um you know, it's inspired so many other dunks of uh, like that that are similar to this. I, I yeah. found in in the years that followed. Absolutely. Um, interesting note: Vince Carter on his middle finger that night had stitches. Stitches. From an injury, yep. From an injury, right? That middle finger had, of his left hand. Yeah. Right. Which is right. insane. So he, he, his, he was actually, his whole finger was bandaged up. That's right. So he was concerned that he could even com- complete the dunk, um, and yeah. So his vision it was to catch McGrady's pass. 
and uh, pass the ball from his left to his right hand between the legs and slam it through. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's an incredible dunk. It's an incredible dunk. It's an inspiring dunk. Um, I think all of his dunks are, are noteworthy from this 2000 dunk contest. Um, it's my first overall selection. Number two overall, the Vince Carter between the legs off the bounce pass roundhouse dunk. And then yeah. the point to the sky. Kenny Smith reacts. It's the, the, over. It's the two over. finger. Yeah, the two finger point to the sky. Followed like which was iconic. One like one iconic move followed by the second iconic move, which was the two hands going. You know, side to yeah. side. It's yeah. over. Mouthing. It's over. Memes. One of the great memes that uh, we have, and it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's an iconic moment. I mean, it's, it was it's, such a like. It was such an incredible double down too, like to follow your first dunk, which was like the best dunk anyone had ever seen. Yes. Um, to then follow it with that, it was like, holy shit! It wasn't a fluke. Like this dude is doing shit. It's just like one after another where you're He's just not like human. Yeah. And it was just like it was like relentless. Like the fucking like oh my god. And like um, the other thing um, about that dunk. Oh, so that was also a dunk that inspired one of the judges, Isaiah Thomas, to leap over the table and come out and congratulate Vince Carter, which had, uh, to, I'm pretty sure had never happened before in a dunk contest for a judge to jump over the fucking table um, to come out and congratulate a contestant. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was also his uh, his second 50 of the night. So it was his third overall dunk, but his second dunk, which was the aforementioned uh, windmill from behind the basket, got a 49 um, because Kenny Smith, one of the judges, gave him a nine because he was like, That's right. it's not as good, it's just not as good as the first dunk, um, <laughs> which I kind of have to hand it to Kenny. I sort of agree with the that. Golf. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so the third, yeah, the between the legs catch, um, got it, got, uh, Vince's second 50 of the night. Um, also it was, um, so Isaiah Ryder had done the between the legs mm-hmm. dunk in 94. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, important to note, it was definitely the first time in a dunk contest that anyone had ever gone between the legs off of a, off of a bounce or a catch. That's um, right. and, um, yeah, it would be the, the, um, the first, but certainly not the last of, uh, those kinds of moves. So just totally uh, inspiring, inspirational, incredible. Um, it, it absolutely deserves to be the second pick. I think there's also a cultural thing that it bears like mentioning here too that, you know, I talked with Dan Rosen about this on the podcast we did on the Toronto Raptors. Like there's an element to, you know, like Vince Carter was this high flyer, this like, you know, this like super exciting young player in the league, but he also played in Canada and the Raptors, the Raptors were still a team that like no one really knew about. They weren't important in the league yet. And Mm -hmm. Vince Carter made the Raptors important, right? Like he had, you know, wore the purple Jersey. I remember dancing, like it was one of the most like, it was one of the, the proudest moments of being a Raptors fan. It was like, he wore the purple Jersey on TV and everyone saw it and doing this incredible, like high flying thing. And, um, yeah, there's a very strong, uh, case to be made that like that dunk, the performance in that dunk contest, like save basketball for all of Canada. Like the Raptors like could have easily just been like, like the look at the Grizzlies. Like they just, it didn't work. And they moved back to Memphis or they moved to Memphis. Like if it weren't for Vince Carter, like it it could have never really caught on in Toronto. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, those are that. That's my uh, first overall selection is uh, Vince Carter between the legs off the bounce pass. Uh, BC, you are on the clock whenever you're ready. Okay. My second selection, third overall. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And this is just pr- like this. This uh, draft really couldn't have uh, played out any any better than I wow. uh, if I if I could have planned it. Oh no! Um, I knew that my second selection would also be a Vince Carter dunk from the 2000 oh, Slam Dunk Contest. Yeah, I know. Um, because I knew that no matter what you picked, um, uh-huh. I would options. either I would either pick the one that you just picked, or I would uh-huh. pick my actual selection, which is Vince's fourth dunk of the night, uh-huh. the elbow dunk. Of course. Which, in my mind, I, it, it was going to be my... F- I, I actually would have selected it over um, the bounce uh, catch yeah. between the legs um, if you hadn't selected that. Mm-hmm. Because, to me, the elbow dunk was the you ultimate exclamation point. It yeah. was, like, the final... Um, like, Vince had gone out and he had proven everything that he, that he could have possibly needed to prove. Um, and then there was, like, still dunks left to do. So he decided to do this thing that was like the most like incredibly like understated but also like emphatic like fuck you like I'm going to actually like silence everyone. I am going to yeah. do something to like It's like scary. It was almost like a joke dunk like it was like a novelty like yeah. like like cartoon dunk like also obviously it had never been done before. People didn't even realize it was like possible. Like I remember watching it and I was like wait, what? Like, ha- mm-hmm. is that, like, you know, you'd seen guys, like, fly high up over the rim, but, like, to do, to put your entire elbow on the rim, yeah, um, it was just the ultimate understated, like, like, brazen, it was understated, but also, like, incredibly brazen and cocky at the same time. Yeah. Which is why it was so perfect as, like, as just, like, the exclamation point on the entire performance. Um the fact that he's still like I don't know it's uh, like words are literally failing me to describe like how fucking badass and awesome it was, um, and it's still like even though it was like almost sort of a joke novelty dunk, it still looked fucking awesome too. Like he dunked it with like force and like he like bent his arm like really quickly when he jammed it in. Like it still almost looked like a dunk that that like I don't know could have been done in a game or like 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 I don't know it was like it's hard to describe, but it was just like the hang on the rim, like the way his legs kind of like dangled. So like just long enough so that people could like grasp what he had done. Well, um, um, he, he rubs his arm, like he rubs his bicep uh, as he's dribbling up and you're like, what's he doing? And when he dunks it, to be honest with you, you you see it and you kind of have to do a double take. You're like, yeah, Cause, yeah, because Kenny, just... Kenny Smith said, "Hold on, can we take a timeout?" Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Marv Albert says, "Wait a moment, have you ever seen that?" Lady, wait, timeout, timeout. Can, can I take a timeout? How can we take a timeout? Have you ever seen that? I've never seen that before. I'm not sure the guy can't go in through the rim head first. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah. Such, um, a, such, oh my God. So awesome. It's like the perfect cap to that performance. Yep. All right. I, uh... Oh, also, sorry. One more note. Yeah. Um, so I also remember thinking at the time, like, wow, okay, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. But like, I wonder, like, is that just like, you know, if you sort of angle your arm a certain way, is it possible, like, can other like dunkers do that if they like had just like thought to do it, you know, um, like how difficult is it actually? But I found out because throughout subsequent dunk competitions, dudes tried to fucking replicate this dunk and they failed. So in 2002, really? Gerald Wallace tried to do an elbow dunk 
and he failed. He couldn't do it. In 2003, Richard Jefferson tries an elbow dunk. And mind you, these are guys that are in the dunk contest. They're very, yeah. very good, tall, high-jumping, fucking accomplished uh, dunking athletes. Um, and he tried it in 2003 at Richard Jefferson, and he also failed. The only other guy to succeed, um, to, to, to successfully pull off an elbow dunk was Blake Griffin in 2011, um, who actually did an off-the-backboard elbow dunk, which was pretty fucking nasty. Um, uh, but that did not make my list. All right. Uh, all right. Round two, number uh, pick uh, number four overall uh, is me. I'm up. Yeah. So with my second overall dunk, um, Team CW is proud to select. Uh, this is one out of the Team Craw playbook. Uh, oh we will select... Julius Irving uh, in the 1976 yes. ABA Slam Dunk Contest, dunking from the free throw line. Yep. Um, so, man, this was such a treat to watch. In this event, um, the format was kind of different in the ABA event than the NBA Slam Dunk Contest, and you know the the, the contest that we know and love today. It was kind of different. Guys were. Um, they dunked, you know, in today's contest, guys dunk one at a time, judges, you know, have signs, whatever, rating the dunks and mm-hmm. guys all get to watch each other in the ABA event. Each contestant had to attempt five dunks in a row in under two minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like watching one incredible dunk after another, but the guys really have to hustle from one spot to the next because they yeah. only have two minutes. It's kind of so, crazy. And there were like strict rules about where you could dunk from. Yes, and they they yeah exactly. It's 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 a bit more structured. They mm-hmm. there were like little rule. There were there were literal rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really interesting to watch. But anyways, going back, I was uh, I was floored by like the by by Julius Irving's performance and really like I have to say his his like aura, his like majesty. Mm-hmm. And BC for starters, I want to point out that Dr. J was six foot seven. I don't know mm-hmm. for some reason. I always assume that he was like 6'10", 6'11". I think it's because of his hmm. hair. You know, he yeah. had this enormous, majestic afro. Mm-hmm. But um, also just because he was such a high flyer, you know. Yeah. I, I, I assume that he was taller than he was, but he really wasn't. He was just, he was a six foot seven small forward. Yeah. So anyhow, the dunk that I'm drafting is basically uh, what will be the precursor to Michael Jordan's iconic dunk yep. in uh, 1990. 87 or 98 i forget which 80, one it was 87 you mean 87 yeah 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 but well, he, dr. Did it, he did it in 87 and 88 yeah that's right that's right yeah. but dr j's dunk it was like watching a long gazelle uh yeah it's really stunning man like when we talk about vince carter you know when we talked about vince carter a few weeks ago in the Knicks, in the nicknames draft i mentioned his dunk performance and how that really contributed to the nickname vince sanity and I was saying it felt like you were watching an HD performance shot in standard definition, like mm-hmm. that those Vinsanity dunks. And I felt similar with Dr. J uh, watching the ABA Slam Dunk Contest. It's like, it's like watching one of the great long-distance jumpers ever. I mean, he moved through space with such grace, like the way he floated through the air and extends and takes off. Yeah. Um, I mean... It's it's fairly standard uh, as far like the dunk itself is fairly standard um, as far as like what it is. I mean he 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 goes to the opposite three point line, so he sprints all the way down the court and he leaps from the uh, free throw line, takes off, 
and just cocks the ball all the way up and slams it home. And it's just kind of like, he, he's like an airplane just like whizzing by. Yeah. Um, but I just think, man, like it was, it was really innovative for his time. He, it, it, you could tell from the arena, you know, this, this footage shot from 1976, the arena like erupts. Yeah. And he's just, he's a legend. He's a legend as soon as he slams that ball home. So, um, my second overall pick is Julius Irving uh, slamming the ball down in the 1976 ABA dunk contest. It's a great pick. It, it was definitely on my board. Um, was it? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, and, yeah, it's just like, you know, you say it's like, it's a sti- you know, now looking back on it, it looks like a pretty standard dunk because everyone has done. There's been exactly. like a fucking dozen foul line dunks yes. uh, since then. But at the time, it was totally revolutionary. No one had, would ever have even thought much like Vince Carter, like dunking it with his elbow. Right. No one would ever think like, wait, you can take off from the fucking foul line? Like, that's yeah. insane. No one yeah. had ever dunked from that far away. Obviously, like, it would be impossible to do that in a game with like other players. It's so much space. Um, and the fact that he had, again, like the gall and the, and the nerve to be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm going to take off from the foul line. So as we mentioned, there were the strict rules about where the dunks could be from. That's right. Um, so the reason that he, um, the, another like f- sort of fun historical footnote is that this was not his last dunk of the night. I feel like people like when I, uh, like growing up, like seeing that footage, I was always like, oh, that must've been like his final dunk his to finisher. like win the contest. No, it was his second dunk of the night because <laughs> dunk number two had to be from um, at least the 10-foot line, which is like the dotted you know, circle, like the charge circle now. Um, but it's like that circle like under the hoop. Yes. Um, which is like also you know, pretty far away from the hoop, 10 feet. Um, but uh, or uh, maybe it's not the circle, but it's like whatever, like some like hash mark um, 10 feet inside the paint. Um, but so like, you know, all the other contestants like George Gervin and um, Artis Gilmore, whoever else was contesting or uh, competing at the time, um, were all doing dunks from the 10 foot line. And so Irving was like, oh, okay, the dunk, the, the rule is it has to be from the 10 foot line. So I'll go an extra <laughs> five feet outside of that. It'll still satisfy the rule. Yeah. Um, but again, it was kind of like, oh shit, like who would have ever even thought of that? Um, like this guy is so superior to yeah, everyone like, else. Again, competing. it was just like a showing off like fuck you move yeah. to be like, yeah, no, I'm going to do this thing that no one else can do and would never even think of. Um, yeah, it was, it was so awesome. And obviously it was, it was the, the, the godfather of all the other, you know, Michael Jordans and, yep. and, uh, and, and Zach Levine's and all the great dunkers. So yeah, great, great, great pick. Uh, Thank Dr. J deserves to be way up there. Um, um, all right. Round three, you are on the clock. This will be, uh, man, this will be third so overall fifth, fifth overall. Oh, fifth over my third overall. Yes. Yeah. yeah fifth um, overall your round three pick. Yep. My third pick. Okay. So this was a a really tough choice for me, and I kept going back and forth um, because I, I'm actually kind of glad that you that you sort of got the pay homage to history mm-hmm. out of the way early. Yeah, because um, I'm going to go back to a uh, to a more modern time, and for my third pick, I am going to go with the Aaron Gordon yeah. t- take a seat. Mm-hmm. The under the legs, uh, over the uh, Orlando mascot. Magic mascot. Um, I was well. I won't say which other dunk I was, um, you know, deciding between because I don't want to spoil your, your, you know, possible other pick. But, sure. um, but yeah, I was definitely like torn between two two options for this pick. Um, but ultimately, the under the legs dunk is it's just like the one where you're like where. I, 
you know, it's, it's a dunk that makes you laugh. Like, when, like any dunk that, like, elicits, like, like, actual laughter because it's, like, so insane and ridiculous and impressive. And you're just, like, like, it fills you with, like, so much, like, childish, like, giddy, like, like, like youthful joy that, that you actually, like, spontaneously laugh. Like, that's the way that dunk made me feel where you're just, like, it's just so, so ridiculous and delightful. Um, and it's, like, not, like... Like, the whole mask, like, the involvement of the mascot. Like, there's some dunks with props that are corny. It's a corny, yeah. And, like, we can talk about Dwight Howard at some point. Um, suffice it to say, he did not make my list. Uh, spoiler alert. Good. Um, but there's other ones that involve props or, or whatever, like, kind of gimmicky things that are just, like, you just win me over with it. Like, it's just, like, I mean, coupled with the actual physical feat of, of the dunk, which is, like, not just dunking over someone, but fucking going into a full seated position with your legs straight out um, and catching the ball underneath your butt. Yep. It's just, it's a ridiculous, ridiculous dunk. I, I can't tell you how many times I watched a replay of this dunk to be like, wait, how did wait, he do what that? Happened? Yeah. How did he get his entire fucking torso and the bottom of his legs oh, like that high? It's so insane. It, every time I see it, it seems impossible. So, but he the, did it. For the, for the listening and I love audience, it. let's talk through the mechanics of this. So he he leaps, floats over a mascot, then yeah. flips his legs out in a in a flat legged position. So he's like sitting, almost like he has his legs up on the couch, like a full seated yeah. couch position. He's on he's on like a like a like a fucking couch. Yeah, like a, reaches like a recliner. Down, reaches down with his hands, grabs because the at ball. this point he's not only over the mascot he's also over the ball because the mascot is yes. holding the ball over his head over the right. mascot's head so snatches he's not only the clearing the mascot he's clearing the ball on top of the mascot snatches the ball away from the mascot then swings the ball around uh under his butt over his head and slams yeah. it down with one hand it's as he like floats over it's so ridiculous in a seated position in a <laughs> yeah. seated recliner position it's, yeah it's he's sitting nuts. he's just taking a seat yeah. Totally nuts. Totally it's nuts. So it's like the kind of thing that right you would just you couldn't ever imagine like having like like having the idea to do to do that and then to actually pull it off. Um, like that, that's that's what a dunk contest is made for. And I and I love Aaron Gordon for for doing it. I mean, as a player, he's like not anything all that special. I don't think whatever he's like a a serviceable power forward for the Orlando Magic, who's had like you know kind of a a, a good career. Um, but like for that dunk alone, for that contest, uh. Like, I will always love him. And his just, like, like his reaction afterwards, too, like, he's kind of laughing and, like, getting, like... Yeah, he, he knows he, it. He knows what he did, and he knows that it's, like, truly magical. All right, so for my next dunk, I am going to go with uh, Spud Webb's 360-degree oh, yeah. tomahawk slam in 1986. Damn. So, man, I have to say... I didn't really appreciate how special this guy was. Like, I, I knew that Spud Webb won a dunk contest, and he won because he was, the, you know, like the smallest guy ever, five foot seven, mm-hmm. And maybe more than any other dunker that I studied and researched, I was just, like, really... I, I was just I was stunned. I don't know what else the word is. Like, stunned yeah. by this guy. Like, it's incredible that he didn't suffer from, like, more fatigue throughout the dunk contest. He was up against his fellow teammate, Dominique Wilkins. And um, 
he just had to put so much of himself into his dunks. Obviously, taller guys with longer limbs, bigger hands, they just it's not going to require as much energy to to finish these incredible slams. But seeing mm-hmm. this guy elevate, get air, he hits the rim and it's like shocking when he is when he grabs the rim, it is shocking the amount of space that exists between like the bottom of his sneakers yeah. and the floors. And man, yeah. he was an angry dunker. Like he yeah. he was going up and throwing down, but this one particular dunk, um, 360, uh, it's it, it's a 360 tomahawk. He cocks it back and just rips it, man. Yeah. Um, it's an impressive stuff. dunk for like a normal, like six foot five uh, yes. tall dunker. Yes. Um, yeah, like if he if he'd come out and like done like and like gotten the ball over the rim and his hands on the rim, like it would have been incredible. Like it would have been like one of the most impressive like f- human physical achievements like I've ever seen. That's right. For a five foot seven guy to dunk a basketball, but he didn't do that. He just came out and did normal dunk contest dunks. Yeah, seeing him twirl in the air a full three sixty, it was just it's awe inspiring. Yeah, inspiring. Yeah, he really is incredible. Like he's like. F- only when you see some like still photos of that dunk contest do you realize like he's not only 5'7 he's also like very slight of frame yeah. like i can't imagine the dude weighed more than like 140 pounds no, yeah. like he's, he's like he, my like, height he looks weight. like he he looks like a child like yeah yeah like it's not that the hoop looks like it's tall compared to him the ball looks big like the ball looks like an oversized basketball when he's holding it because you've just never seen anyone that small, like right. on a basketball court right. or hold a basketball, and then he's dunking. You're just like, like it's shocking to me that he didn't like hurt himself when he landed. Yep. Because he looks like he's up like too high. It's like when he like a child like falls off a ladder, and you're like, oh god, like did he like break his ankle or something? Because he's so fucking tiny. He's tiny, and he's falling from ten feet in the air. But you know, his tininess is kind of also an advantage. It almost seems like he had a certain amount of aerodynamic whatever like yeah he just was flying but like yeah he had, like springs in his shoes or something yeah he just elevated when he, yeah. when he took off he was flying through the air yeah um, it doesn't so, make any sense physically when you when you see it yeah yeah that is my third overall pick uh that's pick number six overall uh third round pick number six overall spud web with the 360 tomahawk um, wow bc whenever you're ready you're on the clock okay so this is my fourth pick yes shit okay so i'm gonna oof Got some choices. All right, I'm here. gonna go. Yeah. Oh man, I've got some. Oh my yep. god, I've got some real tough ones here. Yep. You're gonna have to make some choices. Shit. That's what this draft is about. Oh man. Yep. Oh man. Oh man. All right. I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, oh no. Just, All right. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to go uh, since I've done three uh, pretty current ones. Yeah, yeah. Moderns. I'm gonna I'm gonna dip back, and I'm gonna pick Michael Jordan. Okay. Um. So this is a, a selection from the 1987 Slam Dunk Contest, um, and it's not the famous one. So right. everyone talks about no. the the 1988 I had the same thing. Yeah. yeah. So here's here's the thing. Let me correct the historical record here because it needs some fucking correcting. Thank you. Everyone talks about the greatest dunk contest of all time, 1988, Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins, which was a fine dunk contest. It was exciting to see the two best players square off because Wilkins had been injured in the previous year in 87, so he wasn't able to compete um, against Jordan. But if you want to talk about the actual best single performance um, outside that is of Vince Carter, um, Michael Jordan's 1987 performance 
was just like a thing of beauty. Yes. Um, it was incredible. I feel like it's so underrated because people are so obsessed with the 88 uh, showdown with Wilkins. It's really uh, that, that people... picture. It's that yeah. picture of him flying through the air where people, yeah, for... you know, it's like, isn't, is, is that the, uh, is that, is that what became the logo or like, or that's what became maybe his, uh, his, his Nike logo or something like that image of him, like floating through the air, right? With yeah. the ball cocked and dunking. Well, so are you referring to the foul line dunk that he did? Yes, I'm referring to the foul line, yeah. Yes, so I'm actually not selecting that as my my third pick. Exactly, Um, I'm saying that dunk... Or no, this is my fourth pick. That dunk casts uh, shade over, like, actually other more interesting dunks that he did, yeah. Right, right. Um, Totally agree. So, um, not only... So, let's talk quickly about the foul line dunk. So, um, everyone's like, oh, the iconic foul line dunk from 88 against Wilkins. But that one was not, actually not as good. If you watch it, he steps from um, a little bit in front of the foul, like his heel is on the foul line in 88. That's right. And when he slams it through, it kind of hits the rim and then like goes back, like sort of backwards through the net. It's yes. like not a totally clean dunk. Whereas the 1987 dunk um, was from like half a step further away. His toe was on the, the foul line. And he dunks it perfectly cleanly. It's just like, like that to me is like the iconic, like, like epitome of a perfect foul line dunk. Um, it's like the, you know, the ultimate representation of like what the foul line dunk should be. Um, but anyway, sorry to uh, actually cut to the chase here. My selection is um, his uh, third dunk of the second round in 1987 was the one where he kind of goes sideways um, into the rim and kind of, like, moves the ball around. And I'm picking it not only because it's, like, it's a dunk where, like, he doesn't really do all that much. It's not Mm -hmm. like he doesn't do a 360. He doesn't come from the foul line. He doesn't go between the legs or around the back. There's no, you know, throw it up in the air and catch it or off the backboard or anything like that. It's just him taking the ball and just moving through space. But he does it so, like, balletically and beautifully and it's um, kind of uh, captured perfectly in history by uh, Rick Barry, who was one of the announcers uh, for that 87 contest, who had the, uh, you know, that famous call. There he goes, goes in straight, goes up in the air. Now he's sideways. Look at the air. Look at the hang time. Look at the flying motion. That call by Rick Barry yeah. was, like, emblazoned on my mind. Like, it was, you know, again, it was probably in one of those, like, uh, slam dunk uh, VHS tapes that I had as a kid. <laughs> Or like, you know, the Michael Jordan come fly with me or whatever. It was right. like that slow motion shot and Rick Barry uh, saying those words, look at the air, look at the hang time, look at the flying motion. That's when like as a little kid, I was like, oh my God, Michael Jordan can fly, you know? Yep. Like that was like what like really like cemented that like, that like just pure like imagination of like watching him float through space. Like it was the most Jordan-y like Jordany dunk of of all the all all of his dunk contest dunks where it's like yeah there's nothing really like about it he just goes in but he floats and glides and goes like literally sideways and I don't know it's just like I I, I feel like it's sort of a, a stand in for all of his other dunks and all of his other like you know obviously in '85 he was awesome um, he competed as a rookie. And he was really good. Then he won it against Wilkins in 88. Although the 88 uh, contest was also probably rigged uh, for Jordan to win it because it took place in Chicago. That's right. And uh, Dominique was like totally cheated out of a couple of his uh, last dunks that That's were right. like rated really low. That one, um, they gave one of them like a 47 or a 48 and it was like a no yeah. brainer 50, right? He had like a ridiculous like off the backboard from That's like right. way far away and they gave him like a 45 for it so that Jordan could win with a 50. Right. Um, 
But anyway, uh, I won't uh, rant about the 88 dunk contest <laughs> for too long here. But yeah, so my f- uh, uh, fourth pick is the is the Jordan look at the flying motion uh, from it. 1987, which was his best performance. Love it. All right, with my fourth round pick, this is number eight overall. Oh boy. Um, so you're you're queuing up your your last and final pick here in the fifth <sighs> round, BC. But for my yeah, fourth my fourth round pick. Um, I am very proud to select mm-hmm. in 2015 Zach Levine's yeah. Space Jam dunk. Yeah. Um, this is really special, man. I, Perfect I, segue from I'm Jordan to Levine. Trying to quantify it here. So, I mean, he passes the ball to himself, goes through the legs. He basically hits his head on the rim, mm-hmm. uh, then goes uh, behind the back, between the legs, goes between the legs, and as he's floating from one side of the rim to the other, he cranks it down. Mm-hmm. Um, help me understand why this why this dunk is so special, BC. It's like well, first let's talk about the setup. Yes. So Zach Levine is a 19 year old rookie. That's right. Um, he claims that he is um, inspired uh, for this dunk contest by his favorite movie of all time, which is Space Jam. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he comes out, uh, when he's announced and 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 uh, and comes out for the 2015 dunk contest, he's accompanied by Quad City DJs. That's right. Do you remember that? That's right. Doing yes. doing the song from Space Jam, and then he takes off his jersey and he has the um, tune the Tune Squad number twenty three Michael Jordan Space Jam jersey, That's right. um, which is like there've been a lot of like you know, uh, like prop jerseys like re- like throwback jerseys and stuff, but like. The Space Jam jersey, like, that's just, that's That brilliant. one looked like, the coolest, without a doubt. It looked really cool, and also, again, like, we're talking about, like, this is a, a contest for children. Like, this is a, a totally, like, the slam dunk contest mm-hmm. is, like, the most childish, like, silly, like, thing that, like, grown men uh, participate in. And take and seriously, Le- yeah. And, like, Zach Levine is, like, just, like, coming right out and saying, like, no, 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 like, this is cool, because, like, when I was a little kid, I watched yep. Space Jam, yep. and now I'm, like, a 19-year-old, like, still a kid, but I'm gonna fucking come out and like and like live out my Space Jam fantasies like in like the actual NBA slam dunk contest. Yeah, I also it was like, think I also think the dunk itself is. Yeah, I so mean, now we can talk about the dunk itself. It which embodies, is fucking but, sick. Yeah, but it also embodies everything that is Space Jam. Like there is something inherently cartoony about mm-hmm. the dunk. I don't mm-hmm. mean silly. I just mean like. It's so, he's like Gumby, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's so skinny. He's like this skinny 19-year-old kid. The way he floats through space, it's like he's yeah. like a feather, man. Like he, and or, also or the like way a his cartoon. Like, he, it doesn't make sense. He defies the laws of physics. The and, way his legs move, too, like, as he's, as he's like, um, after he's retrieved the yes. ball from between They're his rubber. legs, and as he's cocking it back, his legs move in a way that looks like he's, like, walking on like a stairmaster in the air yes like they kind of like move like back and forth and i would argue that the legs are actually a very very critical part of a good slam dunk contest dunk interesting um i have a can you elaborate on that just for a sec yeah so a lot of times when you see a really good dunk but that just kind of falls flat you're like wait why didn't that look cooler why like why wasn't that more impressive it's because the the dunk has to be like the dunker kind of has to sell it by just like doing more things with his body like you have to just move around more and like have more like visual stimulus i guess to like kind of excite the senses in gymnastics terms this would be called like sticking the landing right yeah yeah but like so there's there's a few guys um who i would argue like were masters of of what i call dunk legs okay um one of them is kenny walker in 1989 um 
he won the dunk contest in 89, not doing anything like that spectacular when you describe it. He did like a 360 and like a double pump and a few things. But when he dunked, he would kick his legs out and do these like wild things with and like bend his knees in a way that just made it look like like weirder and crazier. Like, oh, like that was like, I don't know, more like more graceful or, or whatever. Um, another one, uh, and this is a dunk that didn't quite make my list, but we can talk about it more maybe in like honorable mentions, but okay. Sean Kemp. Sean yeah. Kemp had an incredible uh, leg dunk. Um, yes. And um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, there's just something about, um, but Zach Levine was a master of that. Like the way his body contorted and moved and his legs were moving. So everything was like kind of like fluid and moving and like, the more movement there is, the, like the cooler it looks, you know. You are on the clock with your fifth overall selection, oh, or your fifth boy. round pick, number Jesus, nine overall. My final pick. Yep. I mean, this is insane. There's so many good dunks I'm leaving off. We're here. gonna have um, a great. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have a of honorable mention. Yeah, so, yeah. So don't don't stress on it too much. But I'm gonna pick one now, um, and you might be surprised because it's not. Um, this is a dunk that didn't even get a fifty. This is a dunk that, believe it or not, got a 46 um, when it was actually performed. Um, but I think it's probably the most underrated dunk in dunk contest history. It's probably because it was, like, kind of silly, kind of cartoonish, hmm. um, but also just insanely imaginative and physically impressive. Um, and I am picking Gerald Green blowing out the birthday cupcake oh, candle. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, this dunk I is this dunk. so awesome. Yeah. It doesn't probably deserve to be top five, but as soon as I was like going through and watching, I was like, this has got to be a top five. I don't care. That's right. I'm picking it over Dominic Wilkins. I'm picking it over, you know, uh, like fucking Spud Webb dunks, which I could yep. uh, talk about all day. I'm picking it over Jason Richardson, who mm-hmm. we should really talk about at we some really point. We really need to discuss, yeah. Um, yeah, like so many, so many great dunks. But Gerald Green, it's just like, so he goes up and, uh, so wait, he has like a teammate, I guess, like go up on a ladder and place a little cupcake with a single candle and light the candle. They have to turn off the air conditioning in the building so that the candle remains lit um, and isn't blown out, you know, just by the uh, the air. And Gerald Green goes up and jumps so fucking high that his mouth is level with the rim. <laughs> Which means that his entire head and arms and basketball are above the rim, which like that's insane. Yeah, his like that's so crazy. And like the the idea to like do a dunk where oh how can I prove how high my head can get? Because like plenty of dunkers like get really high up, and the announcers say oh my god look at that his head is almost at the rim. Look at this. Like Reggie Miller would always say look at his head, Kenny. Look at his head. His head's at the rim. <laughs> But Gerald Green came out and said, like, no, I'll prove to you where my head is, because unless my head is that high, you can't blow out you can't blow out a cupcake candle from like underneath it. That's like right. it wouldn't work. And because there was a camera right behind the, you know, plexiglass backboard, it captured it perfectly. So you could see in slow motion, like it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't like he like waved his hand or waved the ball to like blow out the candle. Like, no, he's right there. He blows it out. <laughs> on the rim and then completes the actual dunk um and he got a fucking 46 for it and people were like all right i guess that was kind of funny or whatever but i'm like how is that not an immediate 50 blowing out a fucking candle on the rim like i don't know i think that is just one of the most ridiculous uh like whimsical you know maybe they were just like oh it's 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 like a silly like cupcake like that's dumb like i don't want to award him for that but like 
I love it. I love Gerald Green for thinking of doing it, um, and then for actually pulling it off. Like it's just insane. So I, I Gerald totally Green agree. cupcake. Yeah, I'm not mad about it at all. Um, all right. For my fifth, uh, for my fifth and final dunk. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna mention. I'm, I'm gonna select a dunk that you mentioned before. This would uh-huh. be a little bit of a controversial one, but I, I just feel like I need to do it. Okay. It's um. It's Sean Kemp double yeah. clutching with one hand from the, from the free throw line in 1991. Yeah. And so Kemp actually lost this contest to D Brown, yep. but yep. in his final dunk attempt, Kemp takes off from just within the foul line. Yeah. Um, what what we what we want to talk about here is he cocks the ball back and his mm-hmm. legs are splayed. And you talked about dunk legs before. This his, is the ultimate example of dunk legs dunk in history. Legs. Yeah. yeah. His elbow that he's dunking, the, the, the elbow on the, on the arm that he's dunking the ball with basically touches the heel of his sneaker. Yeah. Uh, he brings it that far back and he has these just majestic dunk legs. And his whole, he, his whole body is just a, a series of L shapes. Yes. Like that's everything right. is a Part perfect 90 degree, degree L. Angle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, in, so my, good. in my opinion, it's one of the more iconic dunking images of yeah. the '90s. It's one of the more iconic dunking images that we have of all time. Uh, I have a soft spot for Sean Kemp, um, of course, of course. And I just felt like it was an important moment in his career, uh, planting a stake in the ground. Of course, this is 1991. He's a new young kid in the league, and he is, you know, planting his flag as like one of the high flying acts. So um, find the dunk on YouTube. It's uh, the 1991 slam dunk contest. Yeah. Sean Camp double clutch with one hand from the free throw line. Um, BC, should we go through some uh, some lightning round honorable mentions? Sure, let's do it. Okay. Um, yeah, just one more note. I have to just uh, yeah. uh, talk a little bit more. That dunk is so like uh, it's so. Um, yeah, like seeing like the uh, the side angle of it, because um, yeah. when you see it like head on, you're kind of like, oh, okay, he takes well, off. Yeah, it's like not, yeah. it's a little bit inside the free throw line, but when you see it from the side and you see like the full extension and and like movement of his body, it's inspiring. Um, it's it's totally so inspiring. inspiring. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I had a, a calendar um, where every month was uh, like a different dunker. So I had like, oh, um, wow. that's a hell yeah. of a calendar. It was an, it was an awesome calendar. Patrick Ewing was in there. Larry Johnson was in there. Wow. Um, pretty sure David Robinson, and then. One of the months was the Kemp dunk, and it had that uh, still photo, that yeah. that image of of that dunk, um, like that on the full, you know, full extension where his legs are fully out. Um, and I just remember being like, "Oh my god!" Like that is like the ultimate a, like yeah, dunk that, move. <laughs> that's the picture of a dunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, no, yeah, again, like no other player ever quite did that like they were like yeah oh i'll take it from the free throw line and like make sure that i complete the dunk but they didn't think about like moving contorting their body in such a crazy way yeah just like Um, gracefully moving through air you know that's that's probably the thing about that dunk that resonates most with me is like for so many guys their concern was like finishing at the rim it was all about performing at the rim for kemp it was really about like aerodynamics and floating through the air um with that dunk but yeah totally. uh honorable mentions what do you got all right let's run through them um so let's see here let's talk about all right so should we talk about jason richardson yeah Who'd like this is this is i mean an incredible this dude dunk. this dude had three different dunks that could have easily made my list um he won the contest in 2002 and three that's right i believe and then he came really close to winning um to three-peating in 2004 um against uh that was the one against uh, Desmond Mason. Is that right? Um, that sounds right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. The Desmond Mason one was uh, 2000. Wait, sorry. Now I'm confused. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Desmond Mason um, versus Jason Richardson was 2003, which okay. was an epic uh, bat- battle. Yeah. I would say the, the three best um, dunk contest like competitions were 88 Jordan Wilkins. 2003 Richardson Desmond Mason and then the 20 was the 16 uh, Levine Gordon yeah no yeah. Two, uh, yes 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 that was 2016 yes yeah um, but anyway so in 2002 Richardson wins with that like uh, bounce two hand and then like a really super quick reverse windmill um, where it almost looks like he like bounced it and like went up and caught it like facing the hoop and then somehow like while he was in midair, like decided to do a reverse and like That's twisted insane. his body, but like he didn't like, like the the lead up, like the the run up to the jump, like didn't um, it didn't look like he was like preparing to do a reverse. He just like twisted it like in midair. It didn't make any sense. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Two two thousand three was the um, bounce catch between the legs backwards and one hand reverse. That's right. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yes. Um, God. Where Kenny Smith is freaking out. He's like, it went backwards. It went backwards. Um, and that was also wait so maybe 2003 was the yeah 2003 was the Richardson versus Desmond Mason one I think maybe Desmond Mason was in both of them um, also a very underrated dunker Desmond Mason but um, but probably my favorite Jason Richardson dunk or the most physically impressive was um, in a contest that he did not actually win in 2004 when he went off the backboard between the legs um, because like. You know, a lot of these guys now, you've seen it uh, uh, many times where they bounce it and catch it and go between the legs. And that's pretty impressive. But going off the backboard means the ball is going, isn't just like kind of floating in air where you can like grab it and quickly move it. It's going the opposite direction. You know, it's like moving back towards you. So the amount of like energy that's required to like grab the ball and then move it between your legs while in midair. Absurd. It was just like insane, yeah. yeah. So Richardson, like, I feel like it's kind of forgotten now um, because he's overshadowed by like Vince Carter and then Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine after him. But like for a few years, years there, like he was like the baddest dunker in the entire fucking league. Absolutely. I'm gonna give a shout out to 1991. We have D Brown with the no look dunk. Yeah, yeah, uh, classic, so iconic. What, the, the Reebok pump up. Yep. What's fun about this one is, among other things, uh, Ma- Magic Johnson is helping to call the event on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. And as soon as D Brown covers his eyes mid dunk, as soon as he covers his eyes, Magic just bursts into like a yeah. holy shit type laughter. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He's like, oh yeah. my god. So yeah, D, uh, D takes off. He springs from within the paint. And he covers his eyes with his forearm, and then he slams the ball home with the, with the opposite hand. And uh, electric dunk, um, D Brown, nineteen ninety one. Uh, also worth mentioning, we we mentioned it before, was the Isaiah Ryder between the legs dunk in nineteen ninety four. The East Bay Funk dunk, yeah, which was actually the first dunk contest contest that I witnessed, um, like live. Oh, yeah, because really? yeah, yeah. it was I that was the it. that was the first one because I um, 
hadn't really gotten into the NBA yet uh, when the like the '93 contest happened. Yeah. Um. So I remember watching the '94 one like very, very like you know high re- high interest. I remember. Yeah. I, me too. I mean, I was becoming a fan around that time. I remember like that. That's probably the only thing I really remember about Isaiah Ryder's career, other than the yeah. fact that he also went by J.R. Ryder. Yeah. Um, but that dunk contest, I, and then he kind of had like his, he, he had something of a flame out in his career. And he I, did always, I, I, I always remember being like, wow, man, like he was so good. He won the dunk contest. It seemed like he had so much prize and I, I had his rookie basketball card. And uh, yeah, but it was very much, you know, he that dunk between the legs was very much a precursor to what Vince Carter and the mm-hmm. Vince Carter dunk tree um, um, mm-hmm. I'll call it, um, you know, would <laughs> would eventually, uh, you know, discover in the, in the 2000s. But the between the legs dunk by uh, Isaiah Ryder, 1994. Yeah, I remember at the time as a little kid thinking like, "Holy shit! I've never seen anything like that. That seems totally impossible." No one had ever gone between the legs before. Right. Um, although in the 84 contest, uh, Orlando Woolridge kind of did something where he went between the legs, but he wow. was like. He was like barely, he was like jumping and like was like barely off the ground when he like quickly put it between his legs. So it like didn't quite count. Um, and also no one really gave a shit because it was Orlando Woolridge. But um, <laughs> I'm going to, um, I'm going to give a quick shout out to, well, we should also talk about, so, I mean, you already kind of gave enough love to Zach Levine probably, but I have to mention the almost foul line between the legs um, I mean, it basically was the, fa- he jumped from the fat, like, I think maybe his heel was on the foul line. Um, but, uh, to win against Aaron Gordon, um, he yeah. went fucking between the legs from the foul line, which just still doesn't make any sense to Insane. me. Insane. Um, and then, oh, uh, another Gerald Green underrated one that I have to mention, which got absolutely no love, um, at the time. Uh, also in that same, uh, 2008 contest, um, he got it. He made it to the final round, and this is the one where uh, he was going up against Dwight Howard in the in the Superman cape. That's right. Um, which obviously he was destined to lose because Dwight Howard put a Superman cape on. <laughs> so I guess that uh, that means that uh, you know he's the best dunker. Um, but so in the final round, Gerald Green comes out and takes his shoes off, and he and everyone was kind of like, I don't. They they like, didn't get it. They like didn't understand how fucking hard it is to dunk without sneakers on and he did a fucking between the legs dunk in his socks do you remember this yes i do and everyone was just kind of like what like i don't uh, i guess uh there wasn't even a score because they did like fan voting back then for the final round which was stupid um but um but yeah like he dunked it without any fucking shoes on like have you ever tried to like dunk a basketball in your bare feet like obviously like neither one of us can dunk a basketball (laughs) with anything um but but yeah like the idea of like just again it was kind of like a fuck you like similar to the elbow dunk where you're like i'm gonna show you that i'm so good at this that i don't even need sneakers um but like it just kind of landed flat like you didn't really sell it um and uh and the only i think uh, yeah everyone kind of like made fun of him for it but the only guy who actually appreciated it was julius irving of all people um, who like on the uh, broadcast was like, "Hey, you people, like dunking the ball barefoot off is hardwood is a lot harder than than you realize." Uh, so thank you, Doctor J, for like being the only intelligent, uh, you know, true true uh, uh, appreciator of of a great dunk. 
All right, I'm going to give a shout out to Victor Oladipo in 2015. So mm. he comes out, I don't know if you remember this, he comes out singing New York, New York, which yeah, I assume is corny as hell. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, props to him for doing it. He yeah. comes out and does a twirling 540. Yeah. This is not yeah. a 360. We're the talking only about 540. a full turn and then another half of a rotation. He yeah. two hand reverse dunks it. He it's like a propeller dunk. It's it's um it's just one of those things you have to see to believe. Right. Um but yeah, where it man. almost looks like a mistake where you're like, oh shit, did he go too far? Yeah, like it like, almost looks like he like messed up his 360. Yeah, but like it he's wasn't. gonna hurt himself or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It is uh it's stunning. Stunning to see. And uh yeah, Victor Oladipo, 2015. Um anything else you want to mention, BC? We uh um, so when I yeah, I think we did. I think we were pretty well covered. I just have to briefly mention um, when I was deciding um, for my Aaron Gordon dunk, um, the one that I was really torn between, if I wasn't going to go under the legs, it was the um, the dunk that he did right before that where he had the mascot rotating on the hoverboard. Oh, um, my God. And then he, right. gra- he grabbed it and cupped it and did a 360 with his other offhand behind his head like Carl Malone, the mailman pose. That's right. Um, which is just like one of those dunks where you're like, like so much is going on. Like he comes out, the fucking mascot is on the hovercraft standing still and he takes a step and then he stops himself and he does a little like, oh no, no, like twirl motion with his finger. And so the mascot like starts twirling while holding the ball up over his head so that Gordon has to time his jump perfectly so that the ball is in position for him to grab it. And then with only one hand, cups it as he himself is spinning so there are two guys doing 360 degree spins um (laughs) with the mascot and then with his other hand which like wasn't even necessary like but like with his other hand he just decides to put it behind his head just for like a little extra spice um like that dunk was so ridiculous and like it wasn't quite as physically um impossible as the under the legs sitting dunk um but i loved just like the insane like kind of like maximalism of like just doing everything like just doing all this stuff at once and just like again like like just providing so much like visual stimulus that you're like whoa what the fuck what was that um and he like nailed it perfectly and it was just like hilarious and awesome um oh but so one last thing that i think we should uh i want to ask you about are you are you aware of um the dunk that vince carter did not do in the 2000 slam dunk contest no so um, so we've talked about, you know, Vince's like three famous ones. Um, but of course he ended that competition on kind of an anticlimax where he needed like a 42 to win or something yeah. like that. So he just came out and did like an almost free throw line, two hand dunk, um, just to kind of like seal the deal. Um, which was like, I remember it cause I watched that one too live as a kid in high school. And I remember being like, actually like, like palpably like kind of sad and depressed that that it was like not only that it was like like i was sad that it was over like i literally just like wanted to like watch him dunk like all night yeah um and then with that last dunk it was kind of like it was such a like oh that's it like this is done he's telling us it's over like he almost like doesn't have anything left like it was it was like yeah i mean it was like fine because it made it ensured that he would win the competition and that wouldn't make the most important thing yeah that was because like historically it just wouldn't make any sense if like vince carter hadn't actually won the 2000 slam dunk contest so i can't fault him for just like playing it safe and like locking it down but he has said um in that same um 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 the oral uh, history in that same oral history he said 
um, there was a buzz in the arena that for his final act, Carter might perform a 720-degree dunk, <laughs> a slam in which he would spin two full revolutions like an acrobat, an incomprehensible dunk he had actually completed before. And Carter says, quote, if anything, I would have tried it as the last dunk. Um, Carter says, if I know I would have won the dunk contest with it, that would have been the time to try it. Uh, instead, to cap off the contest, Carter sprinted the full length of the court and leapt from a step inside the free throw line for a two-handed jam. Uh, the night in the trophy was his. So he wow. like played it safe, but like, can you imagine. fucking imagine? No, I can't. Like, that is up there with like my top five like fantasy to alternate realities. Yeah. yeah. Like if he needed like a forty nine or a fifty to actually win, and he was just like, okay, I have what to pull this it? out. Yeah. Like, what if he had fucking done a seven twenty, which Insane. has never been done before, Insane. before or since? Um, part of me is like. I don't know what I want. I don't know what, like what I would have wished for more. Like if he had done it, obviously if he'd done it and like succeeded, that would have been like we would be talking about this dunk contest like even even more whatever like glowingly and Stoically. legendarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if he had tried it and failed, like would that ruin everything else? Like I don't know. I can't decide. You know, yeah. like I don't know. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, but what a, what a great what if. BC, this has been the on the line uh, slam dunk contest draft. How do you feel? Damn, I feel, I feel like always like it just flew by. I can't, yeah. I can't believe it's over. I, I can't know. believe it's in the books. I know. Well, thank God. you very much for hopping on the line. So here. many great dunks. Can't wait to see what uh, what these dunkers come up with at All Star Weekend. And uh, we have plenty of stuff coming up for you guys in the weeks ahead. So stay tuned. BC, thank you very much. We will talk to you uh, in in the next few weeks here. Thank you, as always, Chris, for having me. A pleasure. And, uh, yeah, happy dunking. All right, happy dunking. All right, that was a slam dunk contest draft. Ben, thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at onthelinepod. underscore pod. Check out previous episodes on our website, onthelinepodcast.com. Hop into a deep dive at draft. If you could rate, review, subscribe to the show, and stitch your iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Have a great week, and uh, I'll talk to you guys in a little bit.